Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique wellbeing solutions. Today, I'm delighted to speak to Kate Byrne. Kate is a very passionate, driven and inspiring lady whose passion is minding others. And you're very welcome today, Kate. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Cool. Thanks a million for joining me and talking with me today. So, Kate, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? So, first and foremost, I'm a mom. So I have a very large tribe at home of seven children. Wow. Um, professionally, I'm a psychologist and I work with the children and teenagers. And I also work in the field of adult intellectual disabilities in social care, assessment of need and um, case management. Wow. So you have a lot of experience in different um fields let's say um i think it's a quite a holistic approach yeah. based on multiple experiences that you bring in to what you're doing yes and i have had the privilege certainly of parenting all different age groups mm-hmm. as one aspect of it in my working life working with different age groups of people And then within the social care sphere of working frontline to senior management. So I see everything in a very multifaceted way. Brilliant. Yeah, which is very valuable. And Kate, how you mind others, like, as I said, like your passion is minding others. And as you said there, you know, you you come from a very holistic background. you know, can we dig a bit deeper into how you mind others? I think the first part is present, active listening. Um, people are very fast to jump in with an opinion or do the talking. But listening in a therapeutic way is vitally important to any role that you take on in your life and any interactions that you have with people in all different areas of your daily life. So hearing is very different to listening. Mm -hmm. Um, It's being honest and earnest in that process and allowing somebody to express themselves and the reassurance that you're actually listening to them but also hearing what they're saying yeah and that's the first step in 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 everybody's interactions with other people yeah because we all want to be heard we do but a lot of people also want to be heard while they're supposed to be listening (laughs) so it's it's (laughs) it's understanding the difference between the two yeah Exactly. And getting that right balance. Yeah. And you mentioned that your work in, psych- in psychology, how do you bring that kind of active listening into that role? Um, I think there are challenges, especially now working with teenagers, that some of them don't feel comfortable until you've built up a therapeutic rapport with a person, that they feel comfortable and that they can trust you um 
And I suppose over the years you develop little tricks and treats. And, uh, you know, I have lots of piercings in my ears, which might make me a little bit more cool um, and more on a visual level of, of similarity rather than being, oh, look, there's your one. She's, she's, I'm not going to connect with her. She's like my ma. So <laughs> I'm not going to have that rapport and therapeutic interaction with you because I don't trust you. Um, yeah. You have to be interested in things on the same level. So kind of keeping up to date with music that you might occasionally never, ever listen to. Um, and I'm not saying I'm an expert on gangster rap, but I've learned enough to be able to speak about it in some form of knowledgeable you know, way. <laughs> you, know your, you, know your gang, you know your gangster rap. I know my gangster rap. Um, <laughs> but it, it's really that, that level of connection. And being able to be professional, um, but also to show empathy and understanding where a person then doesn't look at you as, well, there's, you know, there's that psychologist and she's on a totally different level to me. Therefore, I can't communicate about the things that are important to me or the things that I want to deal with because she wouldn't get it. Um, You transcend that. And do you find having like being a mother helps you be more kind of up to date with music and gangster? Well, I certainly wouldn't (laughs) rap if I didn't have a household full of teenagers. Uh, Wouldn't be my first choice on the music scale. Um, Yeah, yeah, I suppose it does give me the opportunity to have far more um, living knowledge. I think you can have academic knowledge, but living knowledge is very, very different. Um, of whatever trials, stresses, trends, fads are going on with the teenagers, which enables me to connect more easily um, with the children and teenagers that I'm working with. And certainly my sons would tell me I behave like a teenager half the time anyway. So, you know, obviously that's of some benefit in that therapeutic relationship that you build with a person enabling them to feel comfortable enough with you to talk about what's going on for them um, in a very open and honest way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kate, that sounds really cool. And uh, thanks for sharing that with us about how, you know, you bring in active listening and empathy and honesty in how you mind others. And most importantly, I'd like you to tell us how you mind you. Well, I love music, not gangster rap. Um, (laughs) And luckily, I don't have too many neighbours who can watch me standing in my back garden or sitting in my back garden with my earphones in singing and dancing, which I love music and movement as a way to relax, to unwind, to do that kind of self-focus. Um, and that brings a huge amount of peace for me. Obviously, if my son's glaring at me out of the back window as if to say, okay, this woman's just lost it. But I, I find that's a very, very important part of my day is to mm-hmm. appreciate the music, appreciate my surroundings and use that time to relax. Um, yeah. Creating breaks between what I do. I do have a busy life and I think that's a situation that many of us find ourselves in that being able Mm -hmm. to create a break between moving from one sphere of your life to another 
So certainly I utilize good time management. And when I'm leaving work, for example, to go to my private practice, I will sing in the car, you know, between one location to another. I'm not listening to talk radio. I'm not listening to the news. I have my favorite playlist. Um, and I listen to that music and allow myself to relax and detach from what the day has handed me up until that point. Yeah. And I find that really important. Um, and again, I find physical movement very, very important as part of that self-care process. And, yeah. you know, I know our, our Irish weather is not the best. So going out for a walk in a gale really doesn't appeal to me some days. Um, mm -hmm. But again, using <clears throat> movement and music allows me to, to, to shed whatever stresses I'm feeling from the day um, and come out of it feeling very, very rejuvenated. And for me, it's a, it's a form of mindfulness where all I'm focusing on is what I'm hearing and how my, mm -hmm. my body is interpreting what I'm hearing and I'm translating that into movement. So it's very relaxing. Um, I'm fortunate enough, enough to live near the sea. So I'd often go and sit down at the sea and just watch the waves and listen to the waves because I find that very relaxing. And I feel as a clinician, one of the most important things that I do regularly is I have, I have supervisions with my own supervisor um, so that I can debrief issues that I'm dealing with. Maybe something's triggered off some memory or issue for me based on my therapeutic interactions with others. So having somebody that I can go to to talk things through and to debrief them is also vitally important in my positive self-care and mental health. Yeah, and to ventilate and to get yeah to get it off your off your chest. As yeah, same. to to I think as well. You know, in normal everyday life, we have different friends for different things, and you might have your friend that you talk to about the kids, and you might have another friend that you talk to about work. And you might have another friend that you have a more superficial relationship with. But each person... You talk about gangster rap. Yeah, the gangster rap. Gang, yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> They'd look at me in horror. But I think that, you know, you, you have to use the strength of you, which enables you mm -hmm. to, to be supported by others. Yeah. And... Absolutely. It's that symbiosis that you have with various people in your life that that's what your, your relationship and your friendship that you've built with these people is about. Being able to share those experiences and in your own way debrief to them about life issues rather than clinical issues. And I think that's also a very, very important yeah. part of self-care. Never being afraid to talk to somebody um, or share whatever's going on for you with the people that you trust. Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so Kate, thank you very much for sharing that with us today about how you mind others, about how you mind um, yourself and where can people find you? Um, I have a practice 
in Phoenix Medical Clinic in Kildare. So if you want to have a look up Phoenix Medical Clinic, you will find me on there. Um, I'm also on Facebook um, and my name is Kate O'Brien, B-R-O-I-N. So if you have any need or wish to connect, please do so. Okay, perfect. Well, Kate, thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for being passionate and driven and inspiring and for, you know, having a passion to mind others. And thanks for sharing how you mind you. And best of luck with everything. You too. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for listening to Mind You. I hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care. Please like, subscribe and follow Mind You Podcast wherever you listen to it. And please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world. You can find me and Mind You at brianbarneswellbeing.com.